This is Two Balls, One Basket with Jordan Alfasa. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Balls, One Basket podcast, a podcast of the Playbook Sports Network. Make sure to visit our website, playbooksn.com, and visit our Twitter, playbooksn. As always, I'm your host, Jordan, and with me today is Playbook Sports member, host of the Hangout NBA podcast, Brandon John. You know him as Taskmaster. Yo, what up, what up, what up? All right, Task, what's up? How we doing? We're doing good. We're doing good, you know. Little, you know, one and three start, but that ain't shaking anybody. Uh, it's shaking me a little bit, you feel me? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not you too. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into this because, you know, I feel like it's the same shit, different season. They yeah, always start slow. Yeah. Except for Jimmy's first year. Jimmy's first year, they I think they started like nine and one. Yeah, he, he but he came out with like a point. He wanted to make a point that you know he he's that guy that year. So you know, that was a bit different. We'll get into that because I think he's yeah. he's trying to make a point now too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But let's get into it. First game of the season, we got the Pistons. We're up what like twenty something, and we end up giving up a late uh, run. We win by one. Then we go to Boston, play good the entire game. Jimmy doesn't play as well. I'm I'm gonna stand on it. The rest fucked us that game. We should have won that game. Mm-hmm. We go to Minnesota. Jimmy sits out. We never win in Minnesota. Wasn't expecting to win. Yeah, yeah. We go to Milwaukee. Giannis decides to actually grow a pair of nuts. Guard Jimmy Butler. He just so happens to not take a shot. I got into an argument with a Bucks fan. Don't care. Fuck that guy. Fuck Daziki. <laughs> fuck Greece. I don't care. <laughs> not Greece. <laughs> not Greece. I like Greece, but fuck Giannis. <laughs> Are you worried? Like, what's what do you think is to attribute to the slow start? Um, a bit of it is not having all your guys there. Like, I know we're never really gonna have all the guys there with the Heat. They they generally, you know, are always missing a guy or two. But I think to start this season, just to get you know that 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 chemistry to start the season with, I think they're kind of missing that. Honestly, like the way that Jimmy has started out, I know you want to get into it a little bit later, but. Part of that, I think the the preseason, if you're going to skip the preseason, you kind of have to be fully engaged when the season starts. If that's not the case, then I think, you know, maybe, you know, all the guys at least getting that one dress rehearsal game would have done them, done them some good. But overall, I'm not, I'm not that worried about, you know, how the team's playing. They start slow, like you said earlier, they start slow to, to start seasons generally. So that's not really an issue to me. The offense looks like the offense, like that's just Miami Heat off- offense. It doesn't look pretty. Um, not, not as ideal as we'd want it to be. But, you know, I think there's a lot of things that they can get to and they will get to as the season goes on and as they get guys back. So I'm not too worried about it. See, with me, it's like, I'm not worried, but there's things that do cause some concern. It's going to be hard to get any chemistry, any sort of momentum when you got Caleb missing the first six, Jimmy sits out one game, Bam sits out another game. The game that Bam comes back, Jimmy Butler's questionable. Then Kevin Love's questionable. Haywood Highsmith hasn't played. Mm-hmm. I understand that it's really early in the season, and this is just how I view things. I know a lot of people don't agree with it, but you can't start slow because then when teams start to get hurt in the middle of the year, which every team does, the Heat mm-hmm. will get hurt in the middle of the year. Of course, yeah. yeah. You're at that point, you're clawing for seeding and you're clawing to get out of the play and you're clawing to get into the play. And as the heat are right now, yeah, so I think it's that... like you want to bundle up all these wins now. And it's just annoying as fans, you mm-hmm. know, 
fans that pay money to see these players play and they want to rest fans like me who work all day. You, a lot of people work all day. Yesterday, I was so excited for this Bucks game. I get home, I shower. I'm like, all right, let's go. I got a glass of wine ready. And then they rule Bam out. And I'm like, they're just ruining yeah, my that- day. It was such a buzz kill. Like that stuff for sure is frustrating and and not not fun to go to as a fan. Someone who who's covering the team looks at looks at the team every game, um, every day, every game. You know, tries to find new angles. But at the end of the day, this is who they are. Like this is kind of like a product of the off season. Like if if they're not gonna go, if they're if they're not gonna go out and make like moves to really push them over the edge like that, then going into the season, I can't I can't as a fan as someone who watches watches the team go in with super high expectations. And, you know, a lot of those guys didn't expect to be back, you know, to start the season. So for them to kind of, you know, throw this training camp together, they did look good in preseason at times. They looked better in preseason than they have in the regular season, which is kind of weird. But it's going to take them some time because, like, everyone has to get acclimated to the, okay, I am here. I do have a spot here to play. I do have a role to play here. Let me figure out what that is and let me figure out how I could best better the team. I think Spo, too, wasn't expecting to have certain guys. So he probably went in with the mentality that, you know, certain rotations certain lineups certain schemes i'm going to be able to roll out now when that's all flipped because you didn't really have the offseason that you thought you were going to have that 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 just changes things for the team and it changes how he he has to think about things so i think it's going to be a slow start you're going to have to hope that when you do have like your home stretches later on in the year that you capitalize on those um because it's a lot of road games right now a lot of unfavorable matchups so you just gotta get through the stretch 500, and after that, hopefully, hopefully things start to look a little bit better when the schedule starts to lighten up, and you're not as damaged as you are now. Yeah, once you get to February portion of the season, when Jimmy yeah. Butler starts to give a shit, if, if <laughs> hopefully he gets there. <laughs> That's another thing, like a philosophy I have. I understand, you know, resting your stars for the preseason. You know, you're risking injury. I think. Everyone should have a full dress rehearsal game. And I think your starter should always play at least a quarter because then that's yeah, how Holster yeah. is going to play around with these lineups because he's, he that forced him to do it during the season. The Heat are always known for having a different starting lineup every day. You yeah, don't think like not- at some point we understand how great Spo is, but like you don't need to put him in these positions all the time. To, yeah, you know? like our two finals runs were as a five seed and as an eight seed. It, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, Kevin, yeah, like I, I like Kevin Love. I was an advocate for him being back. I don't think he should start. No, no, that's not. I don't think, and I don't think that's the plan that's in place. Like, I don't think they want they view him as that long term starter. Like, honestly, like we saw a little bit more of Jovic the other night. Like, he, he finally got to crack a bit of the rotation with guys being out. And something that's interesting with that is if the shooting can stick, because that's to me a question mark still with with Jovic. If the shooting can stick, the stuff that he could do with simply just rebounding the ball and going in transition as soon as he gets the ball, having two bigs in a lineup that can do that with Bam and Jovic, if they do play them together, um, I think that's huge. So I think long-term view of the season, if they can get there, I think Jovic would make more sense in that starting lineup. Like Kevin Love, I don't think, and if they don't get to Jovic, I think someone like Highsmith is someone who Spo traditionally likes to play anyways, right? So I think like the playoff starter, when we're thinking about the long term of the season, I think you're going to end up with someone like like Highsmith at that position. And if they want to have someone like Kevin Love, you know, to do more, be more offensive minded, I think Jovic will be that guy. I, I'm starting to see like flashes of him being that guy um, later on down the road um, as Kevin Love kind of fades out because this is not Kevin Love is he's an old vet, man. Like he's not he's not 
he's not built to be holding these type of minutes at, at this age. That's who he is, and that's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's exactly. But it's it's, totally it's fine. hard yeah. because you know you now you're starting Tyler, and you're starting Kyle. Those mm-hmm. two, granted, I'm I want to give Tyler Hero his cookies. His defense has improved tremendously this year. I mean, granted, yeah. it's only four games, but it looks pretty good. Royal Shepherd is not going to like that. Don't care. Screw you, Royal. <laughs> Love you, though. Um, you, you can't have those two who are supposed to be defensive liabilities, and then you have another defensive liability in Kevin Love. Yeah, and then no. in the second sense is maybe you put him on the bench, and then you have him come in and play with, because I think Bam rests first. You have Jimmy. You have Josh Richardson. You mm-hmm. have Caleb. You have Kevin Love. You have Thomas Bryant. Those are people that can hide Kevin Love defensively. Yeah, yeah. And also they could benefit from him offensively more so too with the way that he'll move the yeah. ball and, and create, you know, sh- uh, more shooting options. Like, I think, yeah, I think long-term view, we need to get there with Kevin Love. We shouldn't be relying on him to be starting games for us at this uh, point. I like how you brought up Jovic because I know I know everyone in Heat Twitter is so... I know, that's, that's the guy. You and yeah. I, I think, are the only two that were not <laughs> like, okay, just everybody pump the brakes. Just wait. Yeah, he's young, you know? Yeah. <laughs> My issue with Jovic is I want him. I like everything he does. I like the rebounding. I think if the shooting stays consistent, he belongs in the starting five. I think this clamoring for him to be the starting point guard, it's ridiculous. Oh, no. Do I think he can do it? Yes. Will Spolster ever make him do it? Literally not a chance in hell. No, no. At, at most, with sport, what you'll see with him is similar stuff that you see with Bam. Like, yeah, he, he can get the ball, he can go in transition, he can initiate offense that way, he can he can find ways that way, and his game is is kind of tailored for that. So that's okay. But he doesn't need to be like we need a point guard. Like we <laughs> we don't, we don't need to make guys like that be the point guard. You know what I mean? Like you need to actually go out, and that's a, you know that's a different issue. But like you need to actually go out and get guy get a point guard for for things to kind of sit in place. But Jovic, the way he's looking, uh, yeah, like you don't want him to be a point guard, but you do want him to be to be you a know in that a ball handler and a, and a playmaker of sorts, you know. Yeah, we do need a point guard. I know this top fifth, uh, seventy-five point guard that wanted to come to Miami. Oh, I haven't heard of him. I haven't heard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into Jimmy Butler. You know me. You know I love Jimmy Butler. Big Jimmy Butler fan. Yeah, that's your guy. Dude's playing like dog shit. He is. And I have a philosophy. I know this whole thing was circulating about his friend, like supposedly taking a jab at ownership. I think Jimmy Butler finally is speaking up. This is how he speaks up. He makes he, he throws little tantrums that mm-hmm. aren't like James Harden tantrums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he makes his presence felt. Little little fires here and there. Yeah. I think. I don't want to say he's not trying because I don't think that's in his blood, in his DNA. He's always going to try. You know, I think he's just struggling, which is fine. You know, he's entitled to struggle. Mm-hmm. Guy just scored 56 a couple months ago. He yeah, can do yeah, whatever yeah. the hell he wants. In my <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think instead of requesting a trade like all he Twitter think he's, thinks he's going to do, I think he more so kind of has these little fits where he doesn't say much, but it's like his play, his demeanor shows like Mickey, Pat, Andy, come on. Like, I need something. Yeah, give me something. Give me something. Throw me a bone at least. If you're not going to get the guy, throw me something. Just a yeah. little something. See, and I'm not I'm not asking for a 28, 29, 30 point per game no. score. If you give me another 20 point per game score that can also stay in front of a man because i know 
20 point game scorers that can defend are really hard to come by. Just someone that could stay in front of his man. And I'm not necessarily saying Trey Tyler. Bring somebody else in. There's people out there. Yeah. James Harden wasn't it, in my opinion, but there's there's moves to be made if you want to make the moves. It's it's just it's just whether or not you want like the, the, the front office wants to get there with them. Front office seems to bank on Spo a bit and be like, okay, we know if we put guys guys who who fit a certain bill that Spo will be able to do something with that, you know, and, and make magic out of nothing. But it comes a point in time where you don't want to put that on Spo and you don't want to put that on Jimmy. And honestly, I could kind of see it, see, see it the way that you're seeing it with Jimmy. Like I could see that he yeah, not not so much, you know, as aggressively as James James Harden, like putting it out there, like I want to trade rah rah rah, but just like, yeah. you know, we had an off season. We had a really good. We had a good uh, run last year. We went to the finals. We did something incredible. Give us something. Like give me and Bam something. Um, I don't know if you really if you really puts hero in there, but <laughs> give me me and Bam something to work with. You know, um, um, and and you know we can go from there because uh, honestly they deserve it. You know they've worked hard four years. You know they had that one blip that one year, but it was a shortened off season. You can't really put much to that. So. Those guys deserve a better a, a better roster around them, and I think he's kind of yeah, kind of signaling like, do something for me, or or things can get a little louder. That that's how Jimmy operates. Like he's yeah, yeah. A great. Look at Minnesota when he demanded a trade. He didn't just come out and say like, I demand a trade. He went to practice and made a scene. That yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. kind of weird yeah, shit yeah. Jimmy does. Yeah. That's and what he'll he, do. And then he pulled a little fake injury to start the season. You know, it's 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 you know it's things like that. You know, the thing with the Heat. They're good at landing these whales. They haven't done it in recent years, but it's not be from lack of trying. It's from lack of desire to move these assets. Mm-hmm. And, and fully, I think yeah. that's where the Heat get in trouble because they overvalue their assets at the time. And then when it comes time to pay them, they either pay them a lot and then they fall off, Duncan Robinson, or they let them walk for nothing, Gabe and Max. Yeah, 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 and that's David a, that's Max a... are both very crucial in the finals run. But I think at that same trade deadline, somebody wanted Max Struess for like a first round pick. We could have used yeah. that, and thrown it at Dane. Yeah, yeah. If you're thinking long term, aside like from that. the aside from the Cronin Petty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, that situation was just unfortunate with Dane. Like that, that was just you know a blunder on both ends, like mm-hmm. a blunder on on Dame's end and a blunder on the Heat's end, to be honest. But you know that's in the past. You have to move forward. With that 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 should happen. Should happen. So you just have to figure, think of ways to move forward after that should happen. Like it's, it's okay to miss out on your plan A, but like your plan B and C. Like we have yet to really see them pivot in that way. It seems like they just kind of go for that. You know, one star. If that doesn't pan out, then they kind of scrap together some guys. Except for that one off season where they went for Lowry and they got PJ Tucker. Like that was like a, was good, a good off season. season. It was a good offseason, you know. They saw the previous, the previous year, and they they made that little upgrade to to get to get even further and solidify themselves. So, I I think fans at this point aren't even clamoring for like that whale anymore. Anyways, like they, I think they'll be okay if they just got like some type of uh 2023 2024 version of Kyle and PJ put put on this roster to help them help them make that run. You you think more? Uh, I no, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I think that everybody is just infatuated with a whale. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe I'm underestimating like, like, yeah, yeah, their their desire. I, I like the team. Yeah, I yeah. I think it's missing a piece or two. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not saying if they get this piece or two that you and I are saying that they're clear cut championship favorites. No, no, they never will be ever. No, no, I don't care just, who they get. The Heat will it, never be appreciated. 
it's just to put that in that in their in that conversation to make it like easier for Spo and easier for Bam to actually get to the finals again. It's it's not so yeah, not going to be like your clear cut. Dame came here, you're a clear cut contender. Like, like you know, you'll be you'll be you'll you'll be the villain, but you'll be a clear cut contender. Um, but no, no, the the move that yeah that we're thinking is just something to get them over the hump. <clears throat> And to make it easier on the guys to to put together uh, a scheme and a an opportunity that's easier, you know. We'd like to introduce you to our new sponsor here at the Playbook Sports Network, and that is Betalytics. Betalytics is a predictive sports betting software for player and game props. Whether you're new to betting or a seasoned vet, Betalytics will help you win more single bets and parlays, and take back the advantage from the sports books. Visit betalytics.com. That's B-E-T-A-L-Y-T-I-C-S dot com to sign up. And when you do, use code PLAYBOOK for 25% off. We'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors here at the Playbook Sports Network, and that is Sneaker Pads. Sneaker Pads is a shoe company that will sell, trade, and buy your shoes to and from you. With hundreds of shoe options to choose from, such as Yeezys, Jordans, Dunks, and designer shorts, Sneaker Pads is your go-to shopping and retail brand. Need some extra cash? They will appraise your shoes and maybe buy them. Looking to trade shoes for shoes? Then Sneaker Pads is the move for you. I've been a buyer of theirs for years, and I will always come away feeling great about my purchases. Sneaker Pads operates in Broward County, Miami-Dade County, and Palm Beach counties. They conduct their business with shipping and in-person exchanges. Mention the Playbook Sports Network at your purchase and reach out to Sneaker Pads on Instagram at Sneaker Pads. And yes, that is two S's at the end. Remember, with Sneaker Pads, bills are temporary, but drip is forever. I want to talk about Tyler. (laughs) I want your opinion on what you've seen from Tyler. Because I think he looks good and bad. That's the Tyler experience right now. Yeah, like, you know, he's getting the shots up. The moves look good. He's creating for himself. He's creating for others. But I feel like the consistency is lacking. It's taking him 23, 24, 25 shots to get 22 points. Now, he played really good against Milwaukee. I think he got like 33 or 35 on 18 or 19 shots. Yeah, that that's but that was the game he got to the line. So, yeah. um. The thing with Tyler with me, I like the. I'll, I'll start with this. Like I do like like how he's been way more focused on the defensive end. Like even in that Bucks game, when they were down a lot, I didn't really look like they're going to make that push to come back. Tyler was one of the only ones there, kind of like hustling and and staying staying in front of guys and stuff like that. So I think on that end, he's actually made a bit of an improvement that we just haven't really been acknowledging <laughs> as a fan base. Um, but um, on the offensive end, yeah, like it, it's looked bad at times especially like handling double teams and handling blitzes and stuff like that that doesn't seem to have changed much uh maybe that was just because he didn't expect it to happen so early in the season we'll see like how that how that develops over the season over the course of the season um but with his efficiency um certain games certain games sorry my mouth just popped in (laughs) um with the efficiency though certain games um you want to see it. You want to see the the shot diet change a little bit. You want to see him attack that attack the basket a little more. I think in that Bucks game, he got to a point where he got comfortable with the floater, which the Bucks kind of allow you to take. But that's something that Tyler likes to take, so it's a good match there. 
And once you got comfortable in that in that area there, they start to overplay him and he's able to to sell that for more fouls. I think going into the season, he wanted to be at the foul line more. We haven't seen much of that yet outside of that Bucks game. So I think uh, continuing down the road, that's something that I really kind of need to to see from him is um, making that effort to, to once he gets the pick, comes around the screen, he kind of hesitates sometimes and doesn't really know what he wants to do. I think last year he had a stretch where he would play make good out of that area, but this year we haven't really seen it yet either. So I think he's still in his mind trying to figure out a way to mesh all those things together. He put a lot of work in, in the offseason. I think he's so eager to kind of show it that he's doing too much at times. I think as the season goes on, as those jitters kind of fade out, we'll see more consistent, efficient play from him. I mean, I, I have no problem with Tyler coming off a screen and pulling it. Yeah, I, no, that's I have no that, problem with it. Especially on this team, it's kind of necessary. Like yeah. they don't have they don't have guys who can do that. So like if it looks rough some nights, it looks rough. My only thing is don't don't just settle on that. Use that talent and leverage it to get to the rim and get and get you know yourself easier looks at the free throw line. Cause um he can do it. Like we saw we saw in the Bucks game. I know it's one game. There are ways for him, even with his athleticism, to to leverage fouls. He just has to be willing to, you know, accept that contact, go into that contact. Sometimes sell a little bit, you know, that's what all these guys are doing, selling, selling, selling fouls. You got to tap into that a little bit more. And um, and I think it'll, it'll make things a lot easier for him and the team. I think Tyler doesn't get a good rep with the team, I, like from the fan base. No, no, he doesn't. Like, it's it's been tough for him. They've always wanted him to be that third guy. Ridiculous. And it's like, because he's not like that guy immediately, it's, it's a little tough for him. And, you know, fans are impatient. He's gotten injured on an unfortunate time. So, you know. That's just the way it goes, but it's not going to really stop me from from like watching him. Everybody too. wants to rip his defense. We act like he's yeah, not yeah. trying. Like dude, the yeah, dude yeah. tries his heart out. Yeah, he plays he hard, man. He, just diving for a ball. Yeah. Did he have to die for the ball? Of course no. not. But he did no. it. But he did it. It's, it's it, and that's honestly like that's the things I like about Tyler. Like he he'll take those big shots. He doesn't care. He'll he'll play his heart out. Like even if it's not not the smartest thing to do, sometimes you know sometimes he throws some turnovers that. I don't necessarily love, but you know, he he's trying to do the right thing at at all times. He wants to win. He wants to be here. So mm-hmm. I have nothing but respect for him and for for the way that he tries to bring bring his game to the team. Now, just tidy it up, and you know, maybe don't care about the fan base. The fan base is going to be the fan base. They'll always find someone to rip on. So honestly, I can I I don't pay them <laughs> any it could, mind. It could be worse. He could be Gabe Vincent getting the Lakers fan base. Exactly. Like it's it's you know it's soft and soft here compared to that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got two whale names for you. I want to know what you think. Ooh, whales. I like that. We're the favorites to land Zach Levine if the Bulls try mm. to trade him. I hate when that happens. That means yeah, if we're yeah. the favorites, that means we're not getting them. <laughs> we're not getting them. Yeah. But <laughs> the one over there that I'm intrigued by is DeMar DeRozan. Mm. And I know a lot of people think it's a clunky fit, doesn't shoot the three well. But that's exactly what we need. We need a exactly. bucket getter. And DeMar DeRozan is, he, the, mm-hmm. the dude could score fucking 45 points a game off straight mid-range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wow. honestly, the DeMar thing, the DeMar thing's interesting to me. I know, yeah, like you said, I know people are kind of worried about the spacing and stuff like that. My issue really wouldn't be on offense. I think they would find a way to 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 score with him in, in, in offense, and especially in the half court. Like, he's good in the half court. And when he went to the Spurs, he developed his playmaking a little a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So you can you can have him on ball, and you can still play make for other guys. Um, so offensively, I really I don't see an issue issue there at all. My only thing is on the defensive end, like how they would use him there is kind of 
it would be a bit of a a trick for Spolstra, I think. I think like come playoff time, there would be some games where he might not even I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't close every game uh, uh, on this Heat team because you might want to put someone like Haywood Highsmith in um, um, just just for the defensive uh, versatility there and if you're getting enough from other guys. But for what we need offensively, I think DeMar's a fine fit. Like, I don't have much issue with the spacing. Like, I think they could work around that. There, You still have to pay attention to him, and he could play make on ball. So I, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about him on that end. I'm not I'm not worried about the offense. I'm not worried about the spacing. I mean, we've made two final runs and our two best players don't That's shoot. That's what I'm saying. Like there we made we went to the conference finals with PJ Tucker not being guarded. We were playing four on five, like the twenty twenty bubble was yeah. before Bam even decided to take jump shots. Yeah, like I'm not worried about like that that stuff is a bit overstated at times, the spacing. So I'm not I'm not worried about that at all. So now Zach Levine. Zach Levine is kind of the same thing, but I and I think you swap the um the mid-range with the three-pointer. I think Zach Levine's a better three-point shooter than a mid-range shooter. And I had this, I didn't really have this discussion, but I mentioned it and I just didn't want to get into it because I don't like going back and forth on Twitter. <laughs> Someone said um, he can't think of one thing that Tyler Hero does better than Zach Levine. I think they're a pretty similar type of player. Zach mm-hmm. Levine is better right now, mm-hmm. but there's things that each player does differently. I think Tyler Hero's a better defender. I think Tyler Hero's a better playmaker. I think Zach Levine's a better score. Mm-hmm. I think that's it, right it's on. It's just different things. I think that's spot on. Like, I don't... The only thing with getting a Zach Levine is... Are you keeping Hero with that or are you not? Because if you're keeping Hero... And, sure. and if you're playing them together, I don't know how that looks. <laughs> that's, it's very interesting, though, because... Demar, I like the I like the playmaking with Demar a little bit better. Well, because Demar, ball. you can put it the three. Jimmy, you can put it the four. Yeah, Levine got to play the one or the two. He's got to play the one or the two. And which I mean, I mean, we we need a one. Like yeah, like but he's not. Two, one. We need a true one. Yeah, like you, like you need someone who could like set up other guys. And I don't really think Zach Levine like he gets like three, four, like four, three to five assists a game. But like I don't think that's really true to who he is like he he's a bucket he's he's a scorer like that's 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 who zach is um which is similar to tyler so i think in that situation you're probably looking at like maybe making them one one of them come off the it'll be like a weird fit i think zach levine on the heat unless tyler's moving elsewhere then it makes I a mean, lot more sense to I, me i say we assume tyler would move even though yeah. it seems like they don't try to move him they don't try to move him unless it's like a top I, I don't and i don't that's guy. another thing yeah. i don't get I don't get how every offseason we hear a proposed trade that includes Tyler Hero. Then when said trade does not go through, Pat Riley comes out and says, I didn't even try to trade Tyler Hero. <laughs> Who do I believe? What's going on? I think they're trying to trade him. <laughs> but I like I think I, th- I think I think I think they 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 try to trade him, but like the offers were there, like the offers that they knew they were going to make were there, but they never actually had to get to the point of actually trying to pull the trigger because Portland was never interested. <laughs> so they kind of like, you, they're kind of trying to say face to Tyler by saying, we never really tried to trade you when you're trying to trade him, but you never actually had to get to that point because there was no real discussion between you and Portland. This is Miami sports to a T. The Heat <laughs> trade, the Marlins always trade and those players end up being MVPs. Oh, so it's like, oh, that's a <laughs> like I can't win over here. But I got I mean good. I mean you got the, I mean the Jays apparently traded some guys and the guys that they traded are now playing in the in the World Series. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. Nature of the game. 
So let's look ahead. We got about, well, by the time this podcast drops, the game will be over. We got Brooklyn Nets tonight. What do we think is going to go on there? I know it, it's it's scaring me. It's looking like a trap game because Dinwiddie's out, Claxton's out, Cam Johnson's out, Dennis Smith is out, and then we have everybody except, I want to say, Caleb and maybe Kevin Love. Yeah, Kevin Love's out. Yeah, so, yeah, we basically have everybody for the first time. And, yeah, and they have nobody. It's a, it's a typical trap game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, Mikel's going for 50. Yeah, I guess, oh, man, not again. <laughs> Um, no, I think, I think, I think today will be a good game. I think today will be a good game. You could clip this, whatever. If it's a bad game, then it's a bad game, but I think it's going to be a good game. I think we're going to see some stuff from Bam tonight. He usually does well against Brooklyn without claxing there, especially. I think we're going to see the paint be a little bit more, more free for, for Bam. And hopefully, hopefully we see Tyler get four to four to six free throws. Like I'm not expecting 10, like that's just like kind of abnormal for him. So I want to see him at least make that make that step in trying to get to the basket. Now, for Jimmy, do you think you're a Jimmy expert? So, do you think we're getting engaged, Jimmy, or or what? <laughs> oh, all right. So th- this podcast has the potential to be really good because Joey's going to clip a lot of these things, and we're either going to look like <laughs> idiots or we're going to look like geniuses when he posts them a day after. <laughs> yeah, that's the fun. <laughs> I th- I think tonight's a Jimmy game. Mm. I. I- I think at some point he's got to understand like, yeah, I can throw a bitch fit. I can do all this stuff. I can, you know, I can make my mark. I want help. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in in here, he also realizes, well, I love to win. We need to win because I'm not doing this play in crap again. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be in the play. Yeah. I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm feeling, I think all three of them play good tonight. That, and that's another thing. I, yeah, I've talked yeah, about yeah. this yeah. with my homegirl. She loves the heat and, She'll text me one day. She'll be like, oh, Bam's got it tonight. I'd be like, oh, Tyler's got it tonight. Oh, Jimmy doesn't have it tonight. I said, yes. Mm. I said, but the point is for all three to have <laughs> it on the same night. I would like to see that. I think tonight's the night. I, I hope and that's not the, tonight, I, then Friday. <laughs> and then if not Friday, then Sunday. Oh, you know how to hedge. You know how to hedge. You've been following playbook bets. <laughs> No, I think I think with Jimmy, yeah, I think I don't know if it'll be, I don't know if it'll be this game, but I know at some point it'll come to a point where Jimmy will have like a 30, 30, 40 piece and then he'll be out the next game just to prove a point. That's just <laughs> that's just the Jimmy way. <laughs> I'll go to the game Friday. I promise to God if Jimmy doesn't play, I'm going to I'm going to make my presence felt in that place. You better, you better. <laughs> all right, Tass, that's all I got today, you know. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm, yeah. Not not a lot, you know. We got your podcast. I know you gotta you gotta keep the vocal cords rested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got got our pack podcast coming out every Monday now. You know, try and keep that consistent. Talking about the NBA and what's going around the league every week. So you know, that's that's what it is right now. Also, I make an announcement. I will now be doing two podcasts a week. Ooh. I'll either have Tass, one of the guys, maybe some other guests. We'll have a Heat podcast every week, and then I'm gonna have a football podcast also in the same week. So tomorrow I'll be recording the football podcast, a little look ahead of the Dolphins versus Chiefs in Germany. I hope Patrick Mahomes is ready to get stunned (laughs) again. That should be fun. That should be fun. All right. Make sure you check out the NBA Hangout every week. Post Mm -hmm. it on the main account. Mm -hmm. Great listen. You and your boy Dave, kill it. You guys are naturals. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're trying every week. We're gonna get a little more smoother with the transitions, but we're getting there. We're getting there. You can follow at the NBA Hangout um on Twitter if you want to follow the podcast. You know, might start posting some other stuff there. We'll see. We'll see. 
but yeah and you can follow me at bjay93 underscore at twitter you know and yeah some some heat videos there oh you mean x whatever it is whatever that man wants to call call his platform <laughs> all right Tass, let's go heat jimmy butler tonight i'm calling 24 for jimmy 25 for tyler 22 for bam all right i think we got 30 from hero and a double double from bam i think we're gonna get a nice 22, 22 and 11 game from Bam. And honestly, Jimmy, I'm, I'll just leave that to you now. <laughs> I don't All right. talk about that guy. <laughs> All right, Tess. Peace. Peace.